Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See you next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I hurt myself today. Are you supposed to be Johnny Cash? Yes. Look, all right, we're going to go over it. You're fucking lucky I have a breath and a fucking hands and I'm here. Look at me, I'm under a fucking blanket. Like your what, what kind of blanket? A Cleveland Cavaliers blanket. That's why I feel fucking ill. It's like the smallpox blankets that the that the pilgrims gave to the Indians to kill them because it's the calves, and they're trying to kill all of the people from Ohio. My life is a war. <laughs> if you're new here, what we do is we watch movies, we lament about our lives. Because they're lamentable. We have this podcast. We're married. Hence the lamenting. I normally take care of this part because I am able to say it with any shred of charisma whatsoever. It's August 21st, 2018. We missed a week last week. Why did we miss a week last week? Why didn't we miss a week last week? Let us Ooh, count the my ways. My phone's on my crotch and it vibrated and... So things happen. I didn't even get a message. Why am I phone vibrating? Take it easy. Construction. Take it easy. Shut up. Um, so, if you remember uh, our last episode, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, um, we had mentioned that we were this, going. this week's episode was going to be in conjunction with our travels last week, um, or, or that week, with um, going to Chicago for um, a wedding, a wedding of... Uh, friend of the Arcade Audio Network, he's been on the Blank Slate. He was the uh, uh, unofficial third host of the Blank Slate when we first started at Tony Colt. Um, your first time going to Chicago. Um, yes. My my favorite getaway destination. I love the city. So we did that. We, we did. woke up at. All right, let's let's hold on. Let's let's start from the beginning. So it's two Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of that week. And we leave Thursday. Or we leave Thursday morning at like six ten in the morning. We literally have to schedule an Uber at four o'clock in the morning to get us to the airport in time. Uh, Jillian's, you know, acting. She's doing such a great she's job. She's doing sleeping good through but the night. Sleeping through the night, she's but th- that weekend she had seemed a little off. You know, we weren't not sure eating. what was going on. Not eating, you know. But I took her to school, got a big kiss on the mouth, and you know everything was fine. So Wednesday, um, the day before. Our vacation. I have an awful fucking day at work, like a visitor I was not expecting, and I get a call from you. I'm sorry, my teller at work takes a call from you and is reiterating, saying uh, uh, something about it rains when it pours, and Sam has to go get Jillian. She has hand, foot, and mouth. And I'm like, fucking awesome, because your mom and dad are coming in town that day to take care of her throughout the entire weekend we're gone, so we're stressed, worried about that. How are we going to handle that? And if you know anything about hand, foot, and mouth, it's a virus. It's a viral infection. There's nothing you can do. You just have to let it pass. You, you can take pain medication pain for medication. the blisters you get all over your hand, but, your feet, and your mouth. Yeah, but for infant children, there's not that much you can do. Yeah, you just give them, you, just, you know, some baby, some baby medicine. And, and, you know, and Jillian was a trooper. She was, she's so good, you know. Um, she's a bit of a pain. We had Tuesday and Wednesday night. No like, sleep. No sleep hashtag at all. No, ha, hashtag team no sleep. Is yeah. that correct? Is that the way to I do? I'm sure. That I kind don't of know. thing. So we get to Thursday morning, waking up at four o'clock in the morning. Where no, we no, no. We woke up at three. Well, three thirty in the morning, having not packed, running on like literally whoa, like whoa, four whoa, or five whoa, whoa, hours of sleep. Whoa, 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 whoa! Do not 
insinuate to the listeners out there that I am not prepared. Well, we were packed. We, we still were had a bunch fu- of stuff. No. We had to finish as we were. We, we had were a, we had fully bunch, packed. We didn't go to bed till like 12, 31 o'clock. We woke up at like 3.30. We got in total like four or five hours of sleep in like 72 hours. It was horrible. That is a normal but, situation for me. But. I was packed and ready. I'm prepared. We, tr- we, we carried on. We got to Chicago and had an amazing day. Thursday was awesome. You got to see as much of the city we can cram into a day. We went. We went. We had like two meals in three hours. We went (laughs) to the dumbass money museum. We went to the actual cool art institute. We had uh, Lou Malnati's pizza for dinner. We saw every store in Chicago that doesn't open until one o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) Um, And it's only open until three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, And then the cap of the evenings, we went and saw Hamilton. In Chicago, the, I think it was the second, after like the Broadway version, I think Chicago was the first place that got it. It's either Chicago or D.C., I feel like. Um, absolutely incredible. Like the most amazing live experience ever. It was ever. fantastic. So fucking awesome. Had a lot of drinks. We were the only people that seemed like they were having fun. Um, at Hamilton. Yeah, at Hamilton. Not in general. Yeah, it was great. Absolutely amazing. So we'll go back to um, Rich, the pot father of Arcade Audio's uh, apartment. Wake up Friday, have a wonderful breakfast at this little Korean lady's spot. Go Susie. Everything's Everything's coming up Millhouse. I go to the rehearsal. You join me for this beautiful dinner. I get to the rehearsal, and I'm like, I don't feel very well. Why am I? That bus was very cold. Why do I just can't shake these chills? Let me go outside in, like, the 90-degree Chicago weather and see, like, if I can warm up a little bit. Let me come inside. Oh, no, I can't. I'm sweating profusely. Sure, I've gained weight. Oh, hey. But let me have your shawl. Yeah, let me let me literally look like fucking Bobola in gentle <laughs> and anything to try to like warm up. I just feel really clammy and achy and I feel not very well. Let's I have to go be back. I have to be in a wedding tomorrow. So I go back to Rich's apartment and I sleep, sleep on the futon. Sleep on the futon for like two hours. I get woken up by friends who are worried about me and want to see me and hang out. I wake up after taking some medicine. I feel okay enough. I stupidly stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning and finish playing a game. Um, a very cool game with you, Rich and Spencer. And I go to sleep. I wake up the next day. I feel okay. feel uneasy. But, you know. We think it's because he's just a I pussy think, and I he can't just, handle no sleep. I think I'm just exhausted. I'm getting he's too been, old for this shit. He, he's like, been expelled from hashtag team no sleep. Yeah. He cannot stand so to, to be get in to, like, I have to get to the, the church at like 12 o'clock, uh-huh. you know, hang out to like 3.30. Uh-huh. Um, I probably literally take like 12 to 16 Advils in like an eight hour span. That also probably did not help because oh, that is way over the, the recommended dose. I myself with as much... Medicaid. I didn't want to ruin Tony's special I know, day. But that's like and I didn't. The officiant did by calling him Tom instead of Tony, um, which was the Look, funniest moment of my entire life. They're never going to forget that. Um, but made it through the ceremony with my hands at my sides for 30 minutes. Um, uh, we go to the beautiful reception at the actual Art Institute school ballroom. Um, a wonderful ceremony. After our wedding, my favorite reception of all time. Shout out to Portia. We talked about it on Podswoggle. The staff was incredible. I had an amazing time. I felt well enough where I was like, fuck it. Let's indulge in some things. And I never Samantha, get to indulge in and things. Samantha indulged. We, we both had a fantastic time with no baby, drinking, dancing. I, we went on afterwards, got home hey, super late. Hey, if you don't late. drink vodka Sprite, you should because it's... You know, woke up Sunday, was hungover. Fire. Was hungover, but didn't feel like super bad. Was like, okay, we gotta, let's go get some, um, let's go get some food. What do we have for food on Sunday? I don't remember. Oh, we went to a Growling Rabbit. We had a Tijuana burrito. Um, had a good breakfast with some friends. Went back, tried to squeeze in another game. I fucked up Trail on House on the Hill. That's another story. Uh, but like, podcast for but, another podcast. But we are like like cutting it close to like order oh, our yeah. car to make it to the we airport. We gotta go. We gotta go. Augie should have left an hour ago. Augie is standing on the roof fixing it. And he's like, I got time. Augie would not know how to fix a roof. No, he's just out there because he wants to be. That's being generous. So I'm looking down at my phone. I'm like, man, we really need to order this car. I look down at my hands, and there's starting to form some spots. spots. And I show Samantha, and I go, fuck. I immediately know that what was wrong with me. We didn't put two and two together. Was the hand, foot, and mouth disease that Jillian had that I got. So I'm walking through Midway Airport. They sent the wrong goddamn plane to our terminal. Well, uh, back up, back up. Stand the whole time. Hang on, hang on. Back up a second. 
We didn't put two and two together that you got hand, foot, mouth from Jillian because the previous week Jillian felt warm. Right. Felt warm like she had a fever. But I thought, oh no, it's just hot outside. It takes it's hand, hot foot, inside. mouth a while It to takes like... about five to seven days for it to show up, but you're contagious when you have that fever. When you have fever. fever through saliva and through any open blisters and stuff. Right. So, so, so when she kissed me on he, the mouth. But the previous week. Yeah, she's been on the previous week. It would have been the previous week. week, not the same week. Yeah. So we didn't put two and two together because she wasn't contagious. Right. When she got sent home from school, yeah. she's just not allowed to be at school because if her blisters pop, then she is contagious. Long well, story we wouldn't short, have, conta- have, con- have caught it from her. I'm walking through these two giant airports in agony. I never sleep on airplanes. I fucking took an, a window seat, a window which sleep. I never do, and slept the entire it, way because I was just man, fucking It was a full-ass flight. I agony. was so uncomfortable. I wake up Monday, and like I have so many... I look like I got bukkakeed. <laughs> By fucking the spot from the 7-Up commercials. All over my fucking hands and my feet especially. To the point where I can barely walk. Also, I got like fucking crust in my ears and my nose. People don't want to hear this part. Like I'm I'm fucking Ronald Reagan in his last (laughs) moments. People don't want to hear this. And my throat hurts so bad because there's blisters on my throat so I can't swallow or eat anything. Supposed to go to dinner with your family, and I'm like, I literally was there, and I was just like, no, I am not this fun. This was breakfast. You don't even breakfast. know what I'm not fun is. to be around. Send me home. Uh, I had to call it work Wednesday because despite being off work Monday and Tuesday, it wasn't enough. Wednesday, I was still in so much pain. So as I sit here now, this is uh, almost a week. Well, this is uh, a week after the fact of me like at its worst. I, I have like. Some remnants of some blisters oh, that have popped all your, over my hands. Your feet are gross. My feet have some big-ass blisters I want to peel, but I don't want to go through that pain. That's my nose and my ears and my throat are finally better. It was, like, the worst disease. I've had fucking kidney stones. I've had chicken pots. I've had pneumonia. I've had a lot of stuff in my life. This might... Uh, it's not as bad as kidney stones, but it's fucking close. It's Look, how much this fucking you're disgusting. hurt I just wanna say. Sucked. I just want to say... I've ha- we've been talking for like twelve minutes now about this. Yeah, I have had to put up with this. I've had to put up with you complaining about it and just being a gross mess of a person. I'm, I have no. I don't for have any desire to go near you. I'm like I didn't think people work. I had to, to, I had to like level. quarantine myself in the back, like the man in the iron mask. It's like, hey, Esmeralda, can you come bring me a deposit? Just because I'm fucking sanctuary back here. Um, it was. Awful. Like, I'm such a fucking little pussy-ass bitch when I have, like, my sinuses act up. Like, this was just, like... I seriously felt like the fucking elephant man at one point. Like, oh, my elbow. Hey, uh, sorry. Retroactively sorry to all of our friends? Uh, so, uh, my friend (laughs) Keaton kind of got it. I don't think Rich got it. Rich just got a cold. Tony's sister, Katie, who I didn't speak, like, a word to... The entire time somehow got Everyone it. Everyone got it. Knock on wood. I've you didn't get it, and Augie didn't get it. The two people who I was like around the most making out with, <laughs> and like sharing drinks and other indulgences with, literally got none of it. And Zangri also like got none of it. Boggles my mind. So that's been the. So that was why we didn't record last week because I was in too much fucking pain to do it. Even though I sit here. I have chills. I don't feel well. Well, I think I actually legit have a cold. My throat has been sore. I don't know. Um, not like blisters, but just I think just from We're having been dying. in airports, not sleeping, working here's, in a bank. Here's a promise, everybody. Like, if we miss a week, it's probably because we're sick. If we miss two weeks in a row, one of us died. Like, just oh know. Oh, my God. That's terrible. If we miss two weeks in a row, just. Either we're on vacation or we're dead. No, even if we're on vacation, like, we try to plan ahead. Like, one of us is dead if we miss two weeks in a row. Okay. Unless we tell you in advance. Unless and it's cutting it close this week. Movies. It's cutting it close this week. Widowed with movies. When you see the, the renaming Tope of the podcast. actually talked about this concept. Why would Tope talk about this concept? We talked about if either one of us die, the other person has to continue the podcast just by like bringing random Tinder dates over and like watching movies and then being like, oh, hey, we have to record our podcast now. And they're like, what? Let either me, one of us, not let, just me. Let me poke some holes in this theory. Yeah. Let me poke some holes in this theory mm-hmm. here. I don't even know what a fucking Twitter is. You think I'm going to be able to work a Tinder? Or like, like however you're bringing men over into my bed. The long line <laughs> of men that will be 
around the What do you think for me? I was just talking about my fucking nose crust on a recorded medium. Let me tell you. The there's some there's some wet women outside. Let's whew, they're just lining up. Can I get some of that crust in here? Alright, we need to stop. We need to get into the movie. Speaking of pussy crust, rookie of the year, our How did we get here? I don't know. Uh, It's it's been a long, strange 11 year journey. Oh, can you grab the box for me, please? Please, 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 please. Rock, paper, scissors. No, please. I'm not getting up again. Come on, rock, paper, scissors. Rock, Rock. paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Fuck. Yes. God damn it. Oh, oh, that hurts so much. I sat on my balls. This is one of the worst things that's ever been recorded. This is like... You're... Like... I don't... Ugh. Is your goal to, like, make us lose listeners? I don't know, bro. Or what? Like... So, Rookie of the Year. I, I nominated this because I love this movie. And we were it was in Chicago. Chicago and... and we you saw none of this. <laughs> we didn't get the Wrigley Field, but still. I Rookie know. of the Year. I'm really upset we didn't. Two thumbs up, say Siskel and Ebert. The ultimate fantasy for a little leaguer comes true, and the whole city is electrified. <laughs> yes, started it over. The ultimate fantasy for a little leaguer comes true, and a whole city is electrified with baseball fever. And actor-director Daniel Stern's grand slam for baseball fans of all ages says WBAI Radio. When the cast is removed from his broken arm, clumsy twelve-year-old Henry Rowengartner, Thomas Ian Nicholas is shocked to find his arm has become a 100-mile-per-hour thunderbolt. His throw from the bleachers directly to home plate alerts the last-place Chicago Cubs. Before you can shout, play ball, he is signed as their new ace pitcher. With a few pointers from an aging star pitcher, Gary Busey, young Henry actually manages to pull off the impossible. Daniel Stern co-stars in this winning stand-up and cheer tale about one boy's dream. All right, your pacing was off in that, but I'll just count the oh, one fuck up. Fuck you. I'll just count the one fuck up for you. Oof. Two, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. Six out of one, two, three, four, five, six. Six out of six. <laughs> six movies and six fuck ups for mullet. So, I did not know you had never seen this movie before. I've never seen What? In what universe would I have watched Rookie of the Year Because this is a movie from our childhood. This came out when we were six years old. But I did not like baseball at the time. I was not a boy. I mean, this is not a movie geared towards women or girls. I fucking love this movie. It is... Yeah, you're the target audience. Such a, like, a... 32-year-old man. (laughs) Such a family, uh, like, a cliche family kid sports movie, and I don't care at all. It has enough... For adults, even now, for me to like it, it is like like Daniel Stern, like very quirky and original. It's sad that he's never done another like film as a director before, because I do feel like he kind of overdirects at times with some of the camera angles and some of like the stuff that he tries to do. But like, it seems like he like it's a fun. It seems like everyone's having fun. Everyone seems like they're encouraged, like improvise, and a lot of there was a lot of improv- improvisation going on. Like the spirit of it is fun. Um, it's, it's ludicrous. Of course it's bonkers because it's a, it's a sports kids movie. Look, we could pick apart this movie. (laughs) But you won't, you won't have me do it at all. Um, I love this movie. There's so many moments that I, that are inside jokes that I quote on a regular basis that we'll get to. But, um, those are my early two cents. What about, what about you? What did you think of your first, first viewing a rookie of the year that I unfortunately spoiled? Uh, yeah. Okay. One, you spoiled it. You said something, and I was like, "So I, I ignored it." You think I was making a smart ass comment? Yeah, I thought you were just making a smart ass comment, and then the movie progresses. And I'm like, "Fuck, you were serious." So that's like worse than what Scott Arell. Yeah. So spoiler, 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 spoiler. We might have actually mentioned this on the show before. Yeah. But Fuck no, it wasn't to you. It was to Rich. Um, no, I was sitting in the room. Oh, I had, was in the room, and I was the one who had never seen it. In college, when we got a, our first brand new like plasma TV, we were like, oh, what movie can we watch that's going to look like the coolest? We picked Saving Private Ryan. And the opening scene, again, spoiler, 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 it's come out for fucking 20 years. Fuck you. I uh, still haven't seen the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, like the I first scene is like the old man walking through like Arlington Cemetery, you know, like getting sad. And as like the scene is like about to transition into D Day, like one of the most amazing cinematic achievements ever 
Scott goes, man, isn't it crazy that that guy's supposed to be Matt Damon? Who everyone knows is Private Ryan. So Private Ryan gets saved for the uninitiated who've never seen it. And Rich goes, you know I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> and I I'm there on the couch getting ready to take a nap. Lose it. Because it was late. It was, like, it was like midnight, like 1 o'clock in the well, morning. Well, no, and that's my M.O. I sleep. I Always. fucking, like, I seriously laughed through, like, half of the D-Day scene. I was like, I mean, how could you be so fucking stupid? Like. And Rich is just, like, fucking, like, shaking his head the whole time. It was hysterical. So for this, I make the offhand comment of, like, the first scene that, like, Gary Busey and, like, Henry are, like, like, like talking or, like, grunting he's, at like, one another. He's, like, rude and Yeah, shit. I'm like, he's like, I'm gonna be, I, I jokingly said, I'm gonna be your dad one day. And, like, later on, when, like, he's hitting on Henry's mom. You're like, oh, wait, he's actually going to be his dad. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, I haven't seen this before. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm yeah. so sorry. Way to go, Scott. Thanks. <laughs> My bad. Uh, I just want to point out that Gary Busey was 49 years old as a starting pitcher in the major leagues. Yeah, he looked good. It's not unreasonable. Really? There have been There have been people. There have been baseball players Ooh. in their late 40s, early 50s, still in the, in the major leagues. Um, they were mostly close. No, they were mostly closers. I think one of the best closers of all time, Trevor Hoffman. He played and he was like 49, 50. Julio Franco, the big cat, um, not big cat or any lab, but the big cat Julio Franco, um, played. He was like 51, 52. You know, it's not unforeseeable, but for Gary Busey, it's unforeseeable for him to ever be a professional athlete. Man, I, at one point in the movie, crazy. I said, Oh, well, Gary Busey's crazy eyes. You said that's just his regular eyes. There's one point when he's giving the have to speech, which I love to. because it gets Gary Busey having an aneurysm on screen. Um, no one did anything. Nope. Daniel him. Stern's like just fucking roll. Like his mouth doesn't match up with his words, so like yeah, they're like dubbing let's bad. like let's dub this, but this isn't in the script, so let's just fuck it. Just we're out of film. Just let it be. Um, but there's another uh, another little bit is apparently that's a fake mustache. <laughs> That's a fake mustache. That's a pretty good fake mustache. That's a pretty good. I did not know that was a fake mustache. Yeah, it's a pretty good fake mustache. Did you like the movie? I mean, this look, is like Teen Wolf levels to me. Let's I don't talk, love it as much as Teen Wolf, but it's right there. Let's talk about the ridiculous. Sure. The ridiculousness of this movie. It's twelve year. It's a twelve year old playing professional baseball. Right. Like, end of story. Look, that would never. That. That's not how tendons work. Okay. <laughs> My my dad tore his Achilles tendon, so I'm actually very familiar with this. He mm-hmm. tore his Achilles tendon, had to have a major surgery during the last hurricane, stuck in the apartment, it was a mess, and he, what did he just lose? Oh, I was like, I No, just I just saw, I just saw something on the cast, I have to look up, please keep, please keep um, going. So, he just got the surgery, he had, like, two, three months of physical therapy, to remind his leg how to work again. He was in a walking boot and everything. And guess what? It's not like he can now kick a fucking 40-yard field goal. He can't... That's not how tendons work. That's not how your body works. So this is just setting kids up for failure when they go to health class and they just start talking about, you know, tendons and ligaments and joints and stuff. They're going to fail that lesson. First of all, this is an irresponsible movie, okay? Secondly, um, so many, so many things that happen are illegal. Like, the Cubs would not have won the division. The hidden ball trick is legitimate. It's legal? You could do that? You can. There's, like, parameters to it. I don't know. I don't fucking watch baseball anymore. Oh, you know what? You know know what's illegal? Having a fucking 12-year-old play professional baseball. You know what? I'd actually have to look up if there is an age requirement because, look, let's be fair. Don't say that out loud. Um... (laughs) Because there's always like like the little leaguers like that Danny Almonte kid Who? was like uh, he was like like one of the best like little league World Series like pitchers of all time he pitched like perfect games he had like a fucking full mustache and was drinking a beer on the mound he was supposed to be twelve he's like thirty six um, but I don't know if there's actually because like guys can go like straight out of high school into eighteen yeah but like if you know if you got the skills I don't know I'd have to look it up I'm sure there is okay. I'm sure I'm sure there's like labor laws that yeah, are just there's labor like, laws. There's labor but, laws. But to be fair, he wasn't a starting pitcher. He was a closer. So he came in to, like, like finish the games out. So only worked, like, two, three innings at the most. Doesn't matter. Striking out Barry Doesn't Bonds. Doesn't matter when you're a 300 minor. pounds lighter than what he ever would be. I don't be. know how they do things in Chicago, the city of <laughs> shit. But, no, I really liked it. It's a lovely place. <laughs> but um, when I was working as a minor, 
it couldn't, I couldn't work more when it was a school night. It couldn't work more than four hours. Like, didn't he have to go to school? He did. He did. He was going to school. Okay. I couldn't work past 10 p.m. I couldn't work more than four hours. And you remember when we were supervisors yeah. at the movie theater, if we had minors, we had to give them a break every four hours. They couldn't like, clean up vomit and, like, all these Yeah, they couldn't clean up vomit. Things. They could, I'm sure that they couldn't shower and see grown men's <laughs> like, dicks. They can't like, be in I'm a locker sure. room full of, like, full grown men. They can't be within 100 yards of Daniel Stern as, <laughs> as Phil I know, Brickma. I think, the, I think it's the opposite. Daniel Stern can't be within 100 yards of them. I mean, the other one's done as a precaution. Just yeah, same, I guess so. You know. But, like, okay, so that's that soapbox. Then, what's this fucking everybody come into the pitcher's mound? It's not legitimate. He kicks the ball... You can't kick a ball in baseball anyway. He literally yells, like, nana, nana, nana on the first base. Fucking, we're not 12. Oh, wait, you are 12. But he's 12. And it, you know what? It always worked. Shenanigans and always you know worked. Fuck that. New York. Was this the, the Mets? The Yankees? It was the Mets. The Mets? The Mets. Fuck that New York Mets guy who fell for I'm not chicken. You fucking chicken. He's a fucking 12-year-old. Let's go. I say what you're going to do. Stab him? Where's your shank? Like, it was so ridiculous. I thought the Mets took like the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Shout out to the criminal Bengals. Um, or back in the day, I don't think there was a criminal baseball team. Well, the Mets would have been Daryl Strawberry. But well, no, so, like, and, a, and a criminal. So I'm just going down like a wormhole. A criminal. Hole. The criminal football team is the Baltimore Ravens. Everyone knows that. No. Yes, it's like a legitimate fact that they have more felonies on their team. Ray Reggie Lewis, told me. Ray, they've they've had many. There's there's many. There's it's not just one team. Um. There's also, I also love the concept of the Yankees still, like, buying a human being. It's not like, oh, we're selling this child to the Yankees. That's so that's fucking... That's also child labor law. That's so fucking plausible. It's it is. insane. It is. Uh, they also, have all the money in the Also, the world. ludicrous... Uh, like, the Cubs were very bad for a very long time during this time period. During this time period? During Just, every time period. It's only until recently that well, they... Well, but, no, like, they would still, like, make the playoffs every now and then, like, in the 2000s and, mm. like, the 70s and 80s and stuff. Better or worse but, than the Cavs? We're not even talking about fucking basketball. Go fuck yourself. The Indians, however, were bad enough to get Major League made. So That's basically, it was what happens That's is true. like you make a movie about your team, and then like just good things happen. But like at no point would the Cubs be in danger of like like folding. Like it's just ridiculous. So like the whole concept, but, and but then the, the concept Indian, of but the Indians were in the concept of, of I'm just ignoring you. The concept of all right, we have this like hot young like twelve year old. That's weird to say out loud. That's a crime I just committed. Um, on the mound. <laughs> That's still not any better. Um, Are you talking about a, a, a 12-year-old boy or girl? Uh, <laughs> I doesn't know. Why don't you have a seat? Um, and, like, they're going to sell them to the Yankees for, like, $25 million. Like, I hate to tell you, that doesn't, like, make the difference. <laughs> like, like, you're going to make that money, and then, like, no one's going to come to your fucking games. So th- that was a little bit bonkers. But at the end of the day... There's so much, like, genuine, like, humor and, like, great I mean, it, yeah. bits. Like, there are, like, such good laugh-out-loud moments. Yeah. Um, mostly from all, like, the supporting characters and adults. Like, yes, I agree. The manager fucking up his name, I love. There's actually um, one of like, the t-shirt sites I go to. I've been very well-behaved. They just got, like, a Rookie of the Year license. And they have, like, a bunch of really cool, like, Rookie of the Year shirts. And one of them is, you know, the blank and blank and blank and blank shirts they make. It's all the names he calls Henry Rowan Gardner on one shirt um, in order, which is funny because it's Rowan Gardner and then the last one he calls him on accident. Um, but it's, like, $40. I'm like, fuck that. I can not spend $40 on a fucking T-shirt. Uh, so that's really good. Um, I mean, it's I've been very fortunate to have Phil Brookman as my best friend for over 10 years. Um if only we were all so lucky. I know. If, I'm tempted to call him, but I'm pretty sure he's busy right now, so I can get his Phil Brickman impersonation on uh, the podcast. Um, nah, because he's going to be live. He's going to wake the baby up even through the phone. No, he um, will be fine. I literally have bought and Rich a Phil Brickma t-shirt jersey. Um, nobody does a better Phil Brickma than Rich. That's not a... That's not a actually, I'm him. sorry. I'm sorry. There is a better Phil Brickma than, than Rich. Uh, because I was fortunate enough last year when I went to Chicago... To go see a local, um, I forget what uh, improv or comedy theater it was, did Rookie of the Year the musical. And it was incredible. It was you really went short. With Rich. It was like an hour. I went with Rich, I went with Widden, um, I think I went with Spencer. Um, it was great. And the guy that played Brickma like, looked like Daniel Stern, 
and was, was incredible. It was Daniel Stern. Everybody was great. The guy that was John Candy was hilarious. I, he's actually really good friends with Rich, I believe. Um, and he just kept like his character was just like because John Candy's not credited in this movie. He's what? not. He's not in the credits. He's not like listed on IMDb in this movie, even though he's like a part. Like it's not like he's just got, like one scene. Like he's throughout the movie. He's the fucking commentator. So like his character in the play in the musical was just like quoting other John Candy movies. <laughs> he's like. Like, talking about the Kenosha Kickers and, you know, like, mentioning, like, bobsledding stuff. It was really good. They had a little, uh, they had, like, uh, Henry Rowan Gardner's play, like, this, like, 38-year-old woman who was, like, the size of Henry Rowan Gardner. The coach was, like, this, like, overweight, like, like sassy black woman. Like, it was really, really, really good. Um, so, Rich is the third best Phil Brickma of all time. Sorry, Rich. But him, like, all of his fucking lines, like, hot ice! And... Uh, see, I, I feel bad even, like, saying the lines. Yeah, just call Rich. Uh, because I don't want to have to, like, you know, it's fine. It's but you fine. can't, you can't just leave that out there for, oh, for I the, can. the public. Oh, I can. I can. I can. They're going to revolt. They're going to want to hear it. It's fine. We'll, we'll have it at some point. If anything, I can put it in on a later podcast. You'll get your Brickma one day. Um... But even, like, the little stuff, like, when Henry, like, loses his arm in the climactic scene, and they're like, I'm gonna kill him. No, I'm gonna kill him. Um... I love the scene where he's, like, uh, at bat, and just, like, it goes back and forth between his mom and Chet Stedman and him and the, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, it's really well put together and really funny. It is. I like the the inappropriateness of the little boys. She's hot. Look at her. She's stacked. And he puts his fingers out like little tits. It's like, you're 12 years old. You don't have to do with those things. We don't do anything with them. Why am I insisting on talking about, like, fucking 12-year-olds on this? This is horrible. This disease has done things to me. Um, shout out to Julie the Cat Gaffney. Julie the Cat Gaffney. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> I, she distracted me. <laughs> I was thinking, like, man, what is she up to right now? She's probably, like, 46, has three kids. Is, is in bed right now because she has to work her insurance job tomorrow. Um... Yeah, the kids were, like, like weird and inappropriate. Um, there's so many, like, throwaway funny. So my top three throwaway funny moments in this movie are um, all with Chet Stedman. The first one that I've used on many occasions in a big crowd of people is hot coffee, hot coffee, hot coffee. If you need to get through a crowd, who doesn't want, who wants hot coffee spilled on them? Nobody. Uh, she's Nobody. 40 from Chicago with two children. Good for her. Um, the second one is, and it's so minor. I don't know why I love it so much, but they're on the road trip and they're on the plane and Brickma like spills his fucking tray on the manager and has to like scoot away. So Stedman calls Henry over and he's like, hey, what you having? And Henry's like, oh, chicken fingers. How about you? And Gary Busey's response is, one of the best Salisbury steaks I've ever had in my life. I don't know why you're so and- close to that line. <laughs> Top chefs cook for airlines. He's on an airplane in 1993. But haven't you seen that episode of Top Chef with me when they have to compete and do the airline suit and they have to elevate it? I didn't. It's just very funny. It's legit. It's a very weird line to have written, so it makes me think he improvised it, and it's just so, like, that's inconceivable. Uh, But the number one, I used to have this saved on my phone and could send it, like, before gifts were a thing, or even, like, streamable links or whatever, was... That last game, when Chet Sedman, you know, it's the end. And he does give a really powerful moment there when he asks for one more. It's really strong and powerful. Yeah, it's and then powerful. He, Real good. And then, fuck you. And then he throws the ball, and the most epic guitar riff of all time hits. Like, <laughs> it's just his shoulder getting thrown out. And then he gets the ball, and he's going to throw it to home plate to make the save. But it's like one more, like, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's such great, like, like fully editing, and I love it. Well, it's not fully editing because, well, I guess it would still be fully editing. Yeah, it still would be. Uh, I just, I eat that little shit up like crazy, and this movie's full of it. Um, did you have anything like that? N- no. You have to watch it like 30 more times. And then sure. You'll, then you'll start okay. feeling it. The first time we tried to watch this movie, I fell asleep. You did, and I was very mad. I was late, and I'm tired. I'm you, so tired. You're you lucky also, I'm still asleep right now. You fell, <laughs> you fell asleep during the random Wizard of Oz reference in the movie where the weird old man... I was so disappointed in myself when we saw it today, but 
That, I think, was one of my favorite scenes. I liked it. I thought it was a good tribute. It's the same seconds. actor. It is not the same it's, actor. <laughs> this actor was later on. There was a little little person in a motorized wheelchair. You just insisted it was Can you prove it? It's not the same I'm one? not looking it up. You can't prove it. I'm not looking it up. My word is good. Your word's worth nothing. My word is good. Um, Did you know that they're making, for Disney's streaming service... Uh, Lady and the Tramp show? No, uh... Mighty Duck show. It's a podcast. Live action? I don't know. I think so. It's a podcast for another podcast. However. We were so blessed in the 90s with awesome kids sports movies. I mean, I I have to admit, I did enjoy this movie. I enjoyed this movie. I think I would have enjoyed it had I watched it as a kid. Because I love the Mighty Ducks. I love the Mighty Ducks It's just infectious and fun. Like, it's so... This, we've talked about it previously, too. The it's so ones. harmless. The Mighty Ducks, Rookie of the Year, Little Big League's another great one. Um, uh, uh, Little Giants. Little Giants. It's a great uh, one. I love... I'm trying to think of other fucking ones. And not even just sports movies, but, like, just the quality of those ones that are in that same vein. Like... I know we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll have a disagreement about it. I don't know. Like, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. And, like... 1991 to, like, 1995 has, like, this strain of movies that, like, were either, like, modest hits to, like, didn't even, like, really matter. But because... so enjoyable. It was, were so enjoyable because also... Like, they were cheap for cable networks to put on constantly, so we saw them on television all the time. Like, this right. used to be on, uh, like, the movie channels all the time. I had yeah. this on a VHS recording with, it was 1993, man, 93, 94. This, I think, what other movies did you rent from Blockbuster that year? No, this was, no, this was me just recording straight off of movie channels. Mm-hmm. Of, like, Showtime and shit. So you did, like, fast forward through the commercials? No, because, like, those were paid channels, so you didn't I don't know. You didn't, I didn't sh- watch them when Showtime, I was... HBO, and stuff? There was no commercials. There's not, still no commercials on HBO. Not when I was, like, seven. Oh, yeah, we fucking, please. My mom paid top dollar for Showtime and HBO. And then my dad got involved. Uh, <laughs> I ain't paying for the shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then if we were to watch those movies, they would sit in between me on the couch. Um, you'd sit in between, between them. them. Sorry, I misspoke. Yeah, you'd sit in between. Uh, so them. no, I would literally like I would look at the and TV. You hold a popcorn bowl on your lap. That's just what I ever Um, I would look up on like the TV guide because the TV guide in the back of it had like <laughs> movies that are going to be on. Yeah. And you'd be able to see like oh when the, so you would record the VCR or you could set it up to like like automatically record you whenever. See the DVR. You can't. You couldn't do that shit with a VCR. You'd have to. Go you should, no, you could. No, you could go in and set the timer. Did you not watch City Slickers? They talk about this. How does the TV know that you're wanting to record it? You could set up the time that the VCR would start recording right, and, then and stop it. And you set it for like three hours. Exactly. So you'd get like half of another movie and you just hope there'd be tits in it. And you'd be like, yes! <laughs> I can record. I can like. I can like watch this like awkwardly as an eight year old and then record over for the next movie. I want to say this was on a tape. It was 93, 94. I feel like this was on a tape with City Slickers 2, probably. And maybe Little Giants, actually. I, I never, ever wanted to be a man. I would have loved to have been an eight year old boy wishing that there were tits in the movie I accidentally recorded part of. I used to all the time. Because I had a VCR until, like, 2012. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're <laughs> no. not fucking kidding. No. <laughs> You're not fucking kidding. No, I had a VCR. We still have it when we were together. No, I had a VCR until I moved to college. So I had a VCR That's 2004, 2005. We to... had one. Yeah, but it never fucking worked. And, like, our dorm room, it never fucking worked. We had one in the TV we had, which was great. My little but, TV, my grandfather. Yeah, but me. I used to, like, record... Like, if I went to sleep early, like, Raw and, like, Nitro, like, the wrestling shows would be on from, like, 8 to 11. I couldn't stay up to 11, so I would record. I would stay up to, like, 9 and 30, whatever my mom let me to, and then I'd wake up the next morning and watch the rest of it. If there were movies and stuff, I'd ask my mom to record it, and, like, I'd just tell her, like, hey, you know, like, it's going to be this this long, you know, just set it up, like, just in case we miss anything. But when I got old enough to, like, the VCR in my own room, oh, man, let me tell you, I used to record, like, Every episode of Howard Stern on E, because you'd get, like, blurred out boobies. I used to record, like, if you get, like, the free previews of, like, HBO or Showtime, I'd just record, like, six-hour blocks and be like, oh, I haven't seen this movie. I hope there's boobs in it. Um, Wild On. You probably don't remember because you weren't a gross teenage boy, but the show Wild On on E? No. uh, Was Brooke Burke hosted it? You know who Brooke Burke is? Yes, I know who Brooke Burke is. I'm not... Oh, I mean, and then they like replaced her with Tara Reid for two weeks, and Tara Reid died, and then like it was over with. She didn't die. I'm pretty sure Tara Reid's dead. <laughs> I 
That's just, in all those Sharknado movies. That's just a callback to a really old Podswoggle where Tope makes that reference. I go, no, Tara Reid's dead. He goes, no, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> to the point where he almost convinced me. But yeah, no, Tara Reid's dead. Um, so yeah, no, absolutely. So in between like these fun, innocent sports movies, oh yeah, no, I was just a disgusting child. Um, anything you didn't like about this movie besides like the like the ridiculous nature of some of the... No, I mean, things that happen. It was fun. Um, also, I also just appreciate, like, you know, like, this movie got, like, most of its facts, right? Yeah, the Cubs hadn't won a World Series in 1908. They did fuck up that they won the division and apparently were immediately going to the World Series. I don't think that's how that worked back in the day. There weren't two divisions. No, 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 no. The division was still three comp. Yeah, they were still a wild card back then. So, yeah, that that was bonkers and stupid, but, um. What other quotables? Funky butt lovin'. You have to talk about funky butt lovin'. <laughs> that was actually a specific song that they uh, like. The oh doctor, God, like the doctor's in what? Those two scenes, yes. and the doctor in the in the musical got like a full blown funky butt lovin' song, <laughs> which is great. Uh, again, I still quote that all the time. Um, did you say funky butt lovin'? Um, and I will point out, we've had a really bad stretch of kid actors. They're a little sh- like screechy because they're all like at puberty age. But the child actors in this are totally passable. Yeah, this, this, I mean, Julia the Cat Gaffney. She barely has any lines. She's probably the worst one of all. Tommy, Thomas Ian Nicholas, he was also in A Kid in King Arthur's Court. I think we have that upstairs. Yeah. Um, he was a solid... And he grew into American Pie. He was, he was a cute kid. He was cute. cute he, kid. he was charismatic. He had fun. He, you know, he did his part. Uh, that little Clark fucker. Um, he was in Mr. Nanny. He was in a bunch of things. He was in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. He's, uh... He's the youngest brother. I think his name was also Clark in this. I could just always name Clark. That's his real no, name. No, I think his name was Roger. I don't remember. I don't know. And then the other kid who was like, I know he was in heavyweights, obviously. Well, and duh. <laughs> it's so mean. Uh, but like they were all good. Like they're all like, none of them are MVP or LVP. But you know, like they're it's it was Gary Busey's not the MVP of this movie. <sighs> all right, let's get into it. I know where you're going with it. Like when you say these people are not it. Yeah, because you I... look. I thought going into this that it was a slam dunk. And then I f- totally forgot about Daniel Stern. <laughs> They're both amazing. Like, Gary Busey should be studied in museums. And you know the story of Gary Busey? That he's crazy? Do you know why? So Gary Busey's like an Academy Award-nominated actor. Walter. Walter. Okay, that's what it was. Walter. What happened to Walter? Now I remember. Um, Gary Busey was, like, nominated for an Oscar for he's the Buddy Holly story. Now. Yeah, he looks good. Good for him. Um, is he on your fucking list? Um, no, he is not. I uh, so Gary Busey, Academy Award nominated actor. He was starting to be like in big stuff. He was in the first Lethal Weapon movie, uh, Predator Two, Big Star. He had like a motorcycle accident. And he wasn't wearing a helmet, and like he like shattered his brain. That's really sad. And that's like like kind of why like he's unbalanced and they had to like prescribe him like acid or something to like fix him. Yeah, that's, and the, reason. Kinda, like, that's I mean, the reason. This was like years like after the fact. So like he was okay, but like it just like deteriorated over time. The point where people thought he was like a massive drug addict. He's like, no. He's like his brain doesn't recognize how to like function as a normal person now. So like that's, that's really sad. Yeah, and he's he's still Buckle super up and wear your helmets, people. He's and then like he does um, he did that show, I'm with Busey, which I loved, which was hilarious on Comedy Central. It was like a mockumentary about this guy, like, learning life from Busey. And it's just Busey being crazy in public. Then he was on, like, Celebrity Fit Camp. Then he was in, like, that Ginger Dead Man movie. Um, and then he was on that roast, and he roasted himself, which was hilarious. Um, I love Gary Busey. I think he's great. He's earnest and funny and really, really a treasure in this movie. <sighs> he's not the MVP of the movie. He's not. Daniel Stern is laugh-out-loud funny, is so great at physical comedy, like we've seen in Home Alone 2 and all this stuff. Um, and also, because of everything he put in directing this movie, is great. He's not the MVP of the movie. Who would you say is the MVP of the movie? Well, you just said it's none of the people who, who are there. I mean, I can admit, I, I'm fine with either one of them, but I have another answer from watching it tonight. And I and I was wondering if hey. you knew, you tell me who was the MVP of the movie. Well, I was gonna say that it was gonna be an adult, not one of the kids. No, it's not but, one of the kids. But I think in terms of child actors, yes, you're right. That this was a good bunch that, that yeah. we had here. Out of all the other adults, the ones that had the most going on were 
you know, uh, Dickhead Jack. Jack Bradfield. Dickhead Jack. And nice, nice curtains for your shirts, asshole. Shirts for my curtains. Um, like, let, hold on, let me talk about the legitimacy of all this. He was not, was he contracted to be his manager? No, the guy just told him, eyebrows just told him to be his <laughs> manager. Because I, I don't think that that's how it works either. I, I always love the boyfriend of the mom who probably shouldn't be the boyfriend in these movies. Yeah, <laughs> This right. guy uh, also uh, had a small part in Ozark, which I'm almost finished watching the first season of on Netflix. He um, is the guy that buttfucked Laura Lenny and then gets thrown off the top of a building. Spoiler alert. <laughs> cool. Yeah. cool. Cool, 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 um, Bruce Altman is. I don't think he's related to Robert Altman, but that'd just be funny. I don't funny. think it's him. Um, no, it's, he's not the MVP. No, no, no. Um... I'll just, I'll just cut to the chase. I don't think it's Daniel Stern, like you said. I, look, I can make the case for Busey, but I was going to give it to Amy Morton, the mom. The mom? She was good. She was good. She had emotional... She's a legitimate people. actress. Like, she's just she, a Chicago theater actress. She's nominated yeah, for multiple yeah, Tonys. She's yeah. on that Chicago... Cool. I don't think she's ever left the city of Chicago. No, no, no. Except to do, like, actual Broadway she's shows. she's a terrible mom, as well, well, in this context of this movie. Well, oh, oh she gets, like, dinner's ready. Into it. Dinner's ready. Oh, you're going on another date? Yeah. He's 12. He's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, she, you make up with your boyfriend in front of your son? She does have a lot you of... You don't even want to like look at me when Jillian's in the room. No, it's just weird. I don't want my kid to be staring at us like making out. She's going to be like, what is that? It's just weird. Same thing like she can't see me naked. I just refuse to let it happen. Um, but she holds a lot of emotional weight. She's very funny. She has... Uh, she's pretty funny. I like when, when she's, she beats him up. When she beats him up and she goes, maybe I should have killed him. That <laughs> was like, funny. I get the run when yeah, she... Um, when Henry's batting and she's cutting the flowers and she threatens a guy and she actually legitimately hits her head on that lamp and the bleep her out saying, oh shit. I like She's very I like funny. Him. She's very emotional. I always get like a little emotional at the end because this whole time his mom's his hero. His mom was the baseball player and she's just so proud of him. <laughs> um, she's like a legitimate actress and I think, she, I think she's very, very good in this okay. movie. Um, or Gary Busey. I'm fine. No, the woman. Damn it. Oh, this hurts me so much. Amy Morton. She's also, like, hardly been in anything. So she was in, like, uh, she was in, like, one movie before this. And then she wasn't in another movie for, like, six years. She just likes doing, like, like community theater. And got, got nominated for some Tonys. Yeah, she she's was in that Chicago Peter She was in Up in the Air. She was, uh, George Clooney's sister in Up in the Air. Um, and then she just does that Chicago PED show, and she's like, "Good, she's straight. Like that's all she needs to do." Yeah, and she's cool. Fire and yeah. Oh, this hurts me, Busey. Oh man, I got a Busey. You're getting your should have been MVP vote from me come December. Sure, sure. Trust sure, me. Sure. Maybe Daniel Stern too. I'm gonna have to go two for this movie. It's gonna be really close. Yeah, split your votes. Difficult. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Albert Hall, the guy that plays Sal Martinella. Um, Always the manager. He's so funny. Just some garden hoser, rolling fruiter. Like, he's just so emotional and, like, like, like comedically emotional. He's like, kid, I swear, I'll, I'll never ask you for anything again. Um, he's really funny and really good. Uh, John Candy is always, always outstanding. I love John Candy. Um, even with, like, the little bit of stuff that he does, he gets some funny bits. Um, Eddie Bracken, um... I don't know if this is his last movie or same thing with like Home Alone 2 around this time. He was starting to like wear down. Yeah. Just like kooky old man, you know. Um, Dan Hedaya, who was the guy, uh, eyebrows as I called him earlier. Why do you know all of the actors? I love character actors, man. And Dan Hedaya is one of the good ones. He's Adam's family. He's the dad from Clueless. Um, it's going to be my go-to line when Jillian dates. Hey, I have a forty-five and a shovel. I doubt nobody would miss you. That's just a dad line. Um, but in this, he's like a—he always also plays like kind of like a asshole character, so he's good there. They're all good. They're all very good. Um, they are. It's a good ensemble. Yeah, it is a very good cast. Uh, LVP. I struggle. I don't like the meathead. Hato. Who played that fucking first baseman who got into a chicken well, hold on. fight? The first baseman. Oh no, I thought you were about Stan Oki. I'm like, don't you dare put Neil oh, no, Flynn, no, 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 no. the janitor from Scrubs. No, no, no. I meant like the the Met who the guy was who was on, on first base, base who was trying to play chicken with him. That's who I think it is because it was just like I thought he was gonna like whip out a shank and stab him. Like that's legitimately what I thought. Uh, I'm gonna have to go to. But that's fine. IMDb. If that's not him. If, that's fine. If it's not I him. mean. 
that's I mean, there's really nobody else. Like I love everybody else. Um, before I forget, I have to point out the thing I looked up earlier was uh, doing the music for this movie is a guy by the name of Bill Conti. And that name should ring a bell to film people because Bill Conti is only the guy that came up with the score to fucking Rocky. The guy that scored Rocky, like, bum, 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 like the no, theme yeah, to like Rocky. I, I'm, I'm familiar with, with the theme, yes. He's also the one that did the music for Rookie of the Year, and that's so cool to me. Yeah, that's real cool, <laughs> except I actually do have a complaint about that. Why? Because some of it was too intense. Like, I thought that it was the end of the game. Oh, yeah. It was like the sixth inning. It was the sixth inning. That music was too intense. Does that mean that... It was too intense. You did a fucked up job on this. Does that mean that Bill Conti is the one that came up with... Oh, that's amazing. What else? He's on Rocky. He did the right stuff. He did fucking Dynasty. You're supposed to be looking up this guy's name. Sorry. He did the Karate Kid. Oh man, his career trailed off. You know what? The LVP of this of this movie is gonna be uh, Chris Mullen. Oh, shut up, Christopher Mullen. C H R I S. I'm looking up. I'm looking it up here. Uh, do you remember the Do you remember the player's name? No, I don't know the player's name. That's why I said um, you probably won't be able to find it. You know, suck that little league coach too. Little league coach. Oh, shout yeah, out to the guy uh, Windermere, the the nerd who sneezes in the. All I did Fuck was that nerd. Also, I did like Ernie, the guy that was like the 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 stereotypical uh, white uh, assistant commentator guy. He's no Monty from Major League. I'll tell you that much. Oh my god. Um, Suarez, Oki, and I have to go through all the Cubs players here. The bullpen catcher. That's who that guy was. <laughs> Fucking can we make it Barry Bonds or Bobby Bonilla? Oh yeah, I forgot they were in this. Beach, the bleacher bum, the rude hot dog vendor. Man, it's just fun going through. Oh, found it. Chicken runner, BJ Sanabria. That sounds like an actual baseball player. Nope, it's the only thing he's ever done. Yeah, I can see why. All right, fuck it. I'm doing it. How do you spell his last name? Uh, S-A-N-A-B-R-I-A. I used to work with a Sanabria. Um, just a fact just for me. Um, cool. That is uh, that is probably it. Anything else for Rookie of the Year? No. I mean, it makes you laugh. It's, it's one of those good movies you can just put on and zone out. Like, I already want to just rewatch it immediately. All right, it's... well, I'm going to go to bed while you do that. <laughs> I'm exhausted. It's score time. This movie took a lot out of me. It, it's a great movie. This podcast, this whole two weeks has taken a lot out of me. <sighs> What's your score for Rookie of the Year? I mean, it's fun like we talked about, but, I mean, it's still a shitty movie. It is it's not. Still it, a did, shitty it didn't movie. get good reviews on Rotten but I got two thumbs up from Siskel and Eber. That's really all that matters. Cool. It's a shitty movie, but it's one of those guilty pleasure shitty movies. But there's a lot of things wrong with it. We, Crazy. I mean, when I started talking about all of the illegal things that were happening in the middle of this game. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Look, I sneezed. <coughs> I sneezed on it. Bless mm-hmm. me. Oh. Um. That's my train of thought, of course. Um, Just give me a number. I'm going to go with a uh, seven and a half. Okay, it's better than I was feeling. Oh, man. This movie's like Teen Wolf to me. Oh, God. So this is going to be one of my nominees for most overrated movie. I can't go that far on this movie, though, just because... What? I just can't. I can't. I'm going to give it a nine. Wow. I'm going to give it a nine. It's it's just my childhood. This movie's my childhood, and then I have such an appreciation for like Chicago culture. Even though you get like don't get a lot of it besides the Cubs in this, um, it just yeah, it's just a feel good movie. So that's an eight point two five, if I'm it not is. mistaken, for Rookie of the Year. I think that's fair. I think that's acceptable. I'll take it. Rookie of the Year is in the books. This is my nomination. Samantha, nominate two movies for our next... You were supposed to give me two movies. I, I, that's not how this works. So, uh, nominate two movies. Oh, this is, uh... This is not good. Um, alright. I think I can do this. I can do this. So, everyone knows that when I do these nominations, I like to kind of keep a thread. Uh-huh. Either through theme, mm-hmm. or through acting, mm-hmm. actors, um, directors, something like that. Um... But we have restrictions on some of the movies that I would normally kind of associate this movie with. You know, we can't do ones that we own multiple ones of and things like that. Um, 
So you're going to have to help me out to make sure that we own some of these movies that I'm going to talk about, sure. okay? Um, do we own more than one American Pie movie? I do believe so. I don't believe we do. You think we own them? I think I only own the first American Pie. All right. I'm almost positive. So, American Pie. Mm-hmm. And Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I've already nominated that movie, haven't I? Uh, no, you have not. Do we own it? Yeah, oh yeah we own it. I bought it for you. Okay. So, don't American Pie and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead are your two nominations? Yes. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yes! I've been wanting to watch a movie for... for I want to watch American Pie. A while now. I don't know. Weird. Cool, so Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead will be um, not next week's podcast. Man of Steel will be next week's fucking podcast. So get By it over hook with. Or crook. Hook or fucking crook, I swear to God. Even if that means not watching it and just pretending like we watched it, which I'm totally fine with doing. No, we um, have to stay true to the podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, check us out, arcadeaudio.net, for this podcast and the other one in our network of shows. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review us at that same time. Become a patron of ours at patreon.com slash arcadeaudio. That's where you can also find our exclusive podcast related to the Mullet Awards. We're still taking votes for the next couple weeks on the 2015 awards. Get your votes in. There, it's everything's really, really neck and neck, really, really close. Make your voice be heard. It's our most, our, our biggest year in terms of movie volume and our most competitive year. Um, make sure you go to. I love kicking mullets ass, so please vote at Mary W Movies on Twitter, Mary W Movies at gmail.com, Facebook.com slash Mary W Movies, and of course it's Pod Slam season. When you're hearing this, we're like five weeks away from Pod Slam. I know it's creeping up like crazy. ArcadeAudio.net slash PodSlam. You can look at the slate of shows. Tickets are $10 all day in the IO Theater at Chicago. You can come and go as you please, and it's $10 all day. All proceeds go to Connor's Cure, wonderful pediatric brain cancer charity uh, through the V Foundation and WWE. Um, we will not be at the event, but uh, there will be uh, plenty of other good movie podcasts and entertainment podcasts there for 12 straight hours. Um, that you'll be able to well, see. I will not be at the event. I'll be there. Half of, of us will be um, there. And you can donate now on that same uh, website. Donate now. Our goal is $4,000 this year. We've met our goal the past two years. Um, we've crushed our goal the past two years. So uh, let's do it up. Anything else? No. All right. I'm going to go make some lunch. I'm going to tear my shoulder out. <laughs> Also, you can't throw underhand in this game. You can't float it like that. Load it. Float it. You can't do that. You can't do it. I really slow hope pitch, there's an outtake of this pitch movie. Girl there's a soft there's an outtake of this movie where the Hato just fucking crushes it. <laughs> like beans knocks the guts it. out of the ball, fucking like the sandlot. <laughs> yes. That would be it's just great. like um not to spoil another movie you've probably never seen before, but have well, you seen why do you keep fucking doing that? Have you ever seen the movie Little Big League? The one I referenced earlier about the kid who becomes the manager of the Minnesota Twins when his grandfather dies. That fucking that can't fucking happen. When you're a minor, it's gonna be in a trust. That movie literally the team loses at the end, and it's great because Ken Griffey Jr. is just an asshole. <laughs> hey, fuck you, Ken Griffey Jr. You were at Bush Gardens one time when me and Rich were there. Kept cutting us in line because you're a fucking celebrity. Whoop de doo. He was like one of my favorite players of all time, so he's actually all right and cool with me. Let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. Let me get it. The sports movie, mm-hmm. the team loses. Yeah. Timothy Busfield. Uh, what, uh, what's the point of What's the moral of this movie? Uh, true story. We'll watch it eventually. But Don't this, be a fan of the Minnesota Twins? Yeah, they suck. Uh, they're a division rival from the Indians, so they can go fuck themselves. The, the, man, the kid. Who's one more? The Who's kid one is more? fucking Indians. Uh, That's probably a lie. Uh, I think they've been to more World Series than the Twins. Twins never won the World Series, but they went to the World Series. Oh, no, fuck Kirby Puckett. Fuck. Fuck you. Fuck you, Twins. Fuck you, Twins. Has the Twins won a World Series? They have won a World Series. Has the Indians? Uh, a long time ago. Not when? in my lifetime. Like the fucking 60s. Don't worry about it. Uh, the kid who's already quit, like this is his last game before like that they win there in the playoffs, he tells the guy, hey, if you hit a homer, you can keep dating my mom. <laughs> and the guy like fucking cranks one and Ken Griffey Jr. climbs up the wall and catches it. <laughs> <laughs> and the Mariners win. He goes, I'm just kidding. You can still date my mom. But it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's just really funny. But, like, like you're a child. What say do you have over who your mom dates? And also, because why it, would you But why would you put that on a baseball? It's not like... It was Timothy Buzzfield. I mean, let's be fair. He's not... Okay, but still, it's like... It's not a life or death situation. It's not like a, hey, don't slap my mom around or you can't date her. It's like, hey, hit a home run and you could date my mom. Yeah, because if they hit a home run, they were going to win the game and go to the playoffs. So. And? So he wants his, dad, his mom to be plowed by a winner. 
I don't want no fucking pussy ass. Pussy. Pussy fucking my mom. I want Ken Griffey Jr. to fuck my mom. Not my mom, but <laughs> my mom would fuck Ken Griffey Jr. End the show, please. <laughs> this is Mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Did he just say funky butt loving? I'm going to try to, like, when we next have sex, I'm going to try to throw that in there somewhere. If you say funky butt loving during <laughs> us having sex, I'll have married the right woman. <laughs>